So I go an extra lap. I get the checkered flag. Now, officially, no matter how you look at it, I won the race. But I'm going to go another lap just in case somebody doesn't know how to count. Bobby Unser, gone at the age of 87. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. A man identified with IndyCar and, of course, three-time winner of the Indianapolis 500 passing away in the month of May. And we are just days away from the greatest spectacle in racing. It's good to be with you. Doug Bowles is president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, getting ready for the 500, where there will be 140,000 fans in attendance. I would like to see more. And as they get ready for it, uh, this is just one of those people, Doug, um, who, for people who grew up in Indiana, people who were not me, right? It's hard sometimes for guys like myself who may love it here and know that Indiana's home to still be able to have a connection to some of these icons like like people like yourself. Uh, describe Bobby Unser and the connection uh, to Indiana. Well, I think the biggest thing for us, obviously, his on-track record speaks for itself. He didn't just win the Indy 500 three times. He won championships and won in everything he could run, won the Pikes Peak Hill Climb more than anybody in history. So great behind a car, but what really made him special was the personality. You could hear it in the voice in some of the clips you played this morning. He was one of those people that uh, was larger than life when he got out of the car. He loved being in Indiana. He loved the Indianapolis 500. It was really what he lived for. And even the last 20 years, and in my 10 years at the Speedway, all he wanted to do was come back to Indianapolis and talk to fans, and, and really, he was a Hoosier. And that's really what made him so special was everything he did outside of the car. So when you take a look at his work, he won three different times, by the way, in three different decades, right? 60s, 70s, I think 80s. I think I have that right. Correct. What does that take? Correct. Yes. What does that take for, for a driver to be able to do that over that stretch of time? Well, you know, I love our, our current drivers today, but the drivers back in, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s were transitioning from cars that the engines were in the front to cars where engines were in the back, from cars that had no aerodynamics to cars that were completely dependent upon aerodynamics, tire technology changed. You had to be able to adapt, and back then, those drivers grew up racing in all kinds of different disciplines, so they had just this amazing ability uh, to drive race cars no matter what kind of car they were. So you talk about Mario Andretti, A.J. Foyt, Allens or Bobby Unser, or some of the greatest drivers in our history all grew up in that same era. And it just took a special person. Plus, the danger of the sport back then, you didn't know if you were going to make it to the end of, the, end of that particular race you were in. So you had to have a completely different mindset. And, and Bobby Unser certainly possessed that and, and lived life to the fullest. Talking to Doug Bowles, president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the drivehubler.com hotline. We're days away. We're gearing up. We're getting ready for the Indianapolis 500. Talk to me about how things are going. Talk to me about whether or not there's the possibility of maybe enlarging uh, the number of people who are going to be able uh, to watch. And what will fan experience be like? Well, we're 10 days away from opening practice for the Grand Prix of Indianapolis, which is uh, coming up a week from Friday. And then we're 26 days from the 105th running of the Indy 500. So it's coming quick. We are not going to be able to expand our number, and I'll tell you why. Even if even if uh, we were able to at this point um, through you know the, the mayor saying, let's go, we're going to have as many people as you want, 
unfortunately, the way we, where we are at 135,000, we basically had to reseed the whole venue, and we're starting to send those tickets out now. So people have been getting those tickets. So for us, to, if somebody said, hey, you can add another 20,000, I'd have to reset all of our tickets. Our ticketing team would have to draw tickets back and then re-space folks out. So we made the decision when the announcement was made, we're going we're gonna to have 135,000 people, no doubt. We're almost completely done with that piece. Uh, and we're going to get through this Indy 500 as the bridge to next year, and hopefully next year we can have those 300,000 that we expect. But so, it's, not, it's not a matter of, we don't, it's not a matter we don't want to. We just physically can't um, add more seats at this point in time and, and make the tickets work. And the Grand Prix, I mean, are there still tickets available for that? There are absolutely tickets available for the Grand Prix, so that's that's an that's an easy one. We're still getting applications for the Indy 500, and and folks are welcome to do that we just haven't been able to fulfill those and and at this point but hopefully we'll uh you know we'll, we'll be in touch with those customers as quickly as possible the biggest thing for customer to know is just because your neighbor got his blue envelope with 8500 tickets doesn't mean we've forgotten yet we're literally just sending the tickets as we process them i talked to the ticket team last night they're going to send another 40 trays of mail out tonight we're going to send about 40 trays of mail out over the course of the next 10 days uh, each of those days. So it's, it's, uh, you could be still up, uh, 10 days away from getting your tickets actually.